Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. Um, Jacked Trunk here, joined as ever by Raj Baines. How you doing, Raj? Can't compliment yourself. Yeah, that's all right. Was that was that introduction more to your to your exacting standards this week, or what was my? Did I complain last time? You did. You said that I introduced myself as in like I didn't need any introduction, but all oh, right, and I was kind of bringing you in now. as in like the you know like the oh this fella kind of thing <laughs> no no that was uh that was much better thank you i didn't i didn't feel as put out clearly as i did last time i quite like that i mean do you think that could be something to do with just the world being a better place now that tottenham are the best team in the fucking world again uh possibly yeah i mean i don't know your entrenched racism whether or not that is like sort of in tandem with that or not or maybe this recent megan and harry news has made you call you on your privilege a little bit but i'm not sure it's it, one or the other. Where's that come from? That seems like a, a pointed attack. <laughs> it wasn't. It was just a dig. It wasn't pointed at all. All right, okay. Because now I'm thinking, like, what have I done? What have I said? I know I say a lot of things, but... It was like... just, you know, you know when you used to do the Addy Bio voice and stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I wonder where all those trunk episodes went. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding, I'm only kidding. That's all right, mate. You know, we've all, got a, we've all got a cross to bear, you know, and if mine's being a... Uh, Closet racist, then you know I can. Uh, oh, this is the bit that gets clipped, isn't it? <laughs> this is uh, dear. Like uh, that Rishi Sunak interview with the uh, with the school kids, where he's like, "I'm a coke addict," and he's actually on about the fact that he he collects Coca Cola memorabilia because he's a fucking midget weirdo. Just yeah, I I you know I I hadn't realised until very recently. Oh, well, it's actually until he did the budget, actually, how small he is. No, could you not tell by everything else about him that he's fucking five foot nothing? He, yeah, he's uh, he's a very he's a very strange lad. Like a very big cunt is what I think. <laughs> um, move on from him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably a good idea. Um, right, Tottenham four, Crystal Palace one. Um, oh, that you did that like it was a classifier. I very much enjoyed that. Yeah, did you? Thank you. You've got a uh, a future in that uh, line of work. Oh, mine a better pace, pr- probably quite well, doesn't it? Mm. You know, 
Definitely. Job for life as well. If you well, if you do it long enough, you what you do roll yourself out once a week to read some scores. That's true. Yeah, probably doesn't pay as well as uh, podcasting does though. We're both absolutely minted off the back of this, aren't we? I've just so got a new house off the back of this. It's quality, isn't it? Fucking years. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? It's nice. Um, and those three people that have donated to the Aircast have paid my mortgage. That's a good shout as well. Yeah, you can uh, you can support the podcast by no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry Kane. Let's let's start let's start on Harry Kane because you know we're not going to be basic bitches about this. Like we could we could jump on the on the bail train straight away, but no. Let's remember Harry Kane. What a finish! What a finish! What it wasn't a just a finish. It was the the performance was just sort of glorious because he managed to do absolutely everything within that performance. He he's got this new defensive element that's come in since Mourinho's there. Um, the assists we saw, he sort of he did what you know I discussed last time in terms of making room and making sacrifices and you know setting up Bale and letting him you know eat and getting his confidence up and everything. And then he just switched gears and was like, "All right, maybe it's my turn for once. I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself first And it was it was glorious to see. And I think um, just a timely reminder of how good he is. And I think head and shoulders, he's been the best player in the league this season. There's nobody else who I think holds a flame to him in terms of consistency or anything. I think Gundogan had a, a few good weeks, but in no way has he been as productive in a meaningful manner as as, um, as Kane has been individually. Um, and there's nobody else really. De Bruyne has kind of been weird, had a weird season. Bruno Fernandes just scores penalties and stuff. It's, it's not... Nobody's comparable to him this year, I don't think. I think it would be a, a current rate. I think it would be a travesty if he wasn't the uh, the footballer of the year. Because what is it? So it's it's 16 goals, 11 assists? 13, it? I think. Jesus. I mean... I think he's he's assisted as many... Uh, yeah, yeah, he's assisted as many as like, the people behind him in goals and stuff. Yeah, so it's 13, I think. And he's, sec- he's second in the table at the moment, is he, behind Mo Salah in yeah, for Mo goals? Yeah, Mo Salah hasn't scored for about two months either. No, I mean, like you say, you've you've got to be looking at Premier League Player of the Year for that, right? Easily. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's you, you sort of run out of run out of words to to describe the man. But it, 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 do you worry at all about you know our fortunes this season and losing him? Um. I think I did a more a month ago than I do now. Um, I'm sort of in that place, as, as fickle as we are as football fans, that I'm kind of more positive about what our, um, <clears throat> I don't know, our, our ambitions are for this season. So, and, and I think it would have taken the way he is with the club and his age, his sort of the records and everything. He's there's nowhere else in the Premier League he's likely to go and break Shearer's record for reasons we've discussed previously about the amount of games he plays, the stature he has at the in the team and at the club. Um, and I think it would mean a lot to him to break our top scoring records and all that sort of thing, be a, a one team player. And if the, the thing the, the thing that we probably are in danger with him is in you know four or five years him going to want to be an NFL kicker or something rather than you know, going to another team. Um, we just have to kind of match his ambition as long as we're in the conversation for trophies and it is a seeming possibility that we will get them and play regular Champions League football. 
then he will stay. As soon as we become regular Europa League or whatever the one under the Europa League is now called, um, and we're, we're not challenging for any honours whatsoever, then then I think he might start thinking about another thing. But it's going to cost somebody 200-odd million to get him. And there's, rightly or wrongly, there's probably a sexier option for that amount of money. Younger players, more... It's Haaland, isn't it, really? That's, yeah, uh... well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you see this uh, this weekend? Because Haaland got his uh, he got to a hundred goals, and a lot of these <clears> comparison <throat> charts, um, yeah, showing you kind of the the other players how long it took them to hit that milestone. Right. They, I think it was ESPN who tweeted out just just left out Harry Kane who got there faster than Haaland. Um, That's probably why, Jack. Yeah, uh, but it, it, I mean. They put on other players who had gotten there faster, I, I believe. I can't remember the exact details of it. He, it... he is just often overlooked. It's I think bizarre, it's... though. It is bizarre, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is it this? Uh, if we like if we... we said, if he was, if he looked like a model and had like a huge personal brand and stuff, which I think he does, but in more of a philanthropic manner than sort of egotistical, he probably would get included in that. But he's not. He's more interested in playing with his dogs and going to sheesh and. You know, posting picture of his wife and stuff rather than doing all that sort of shit. So it just depends, doesn't it? It's yeah. I mean, it's and that's all probably fueled to him as well. He probably sees that sort of shit and goes, "Oh, I'll do what I'm doing." And if you carry on fucking ignoring me, then I'll make it so that you can't ignore me, and that's that's to our benefit. I think one of the things that I I do notice this is just a random sort of. Uh side tangent about him but i think one of the things is because maybe because you know he i can't really say this like diplomatically to be honest um and i i really don't mean this in a mean-spirited way but because because he sounds quite funny you know like because he we've talked about it before i think it is but I think people think he's really thick, and I actually, I actually think he's quite smart. His sense of humour seems quite dry. I don't know if you've seen that latest Harry Kane plays one. admin. Oh yeah, yeah, that was quite funny. But I thought you were going to bring up the Trippier comment. It's brilliant, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, the Trippier comment was was great. <laughs> Be careful on your motorbike with the exclamation marks, wasn't it, or something like that? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. He is just, I, I like him. I like him, mate. You know, that's 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 all I've really got to say on Harry Kane because I could go on for a long time and I think we've said it all before, haven't we? Just savour every moment of it. I think one of we touched on Haaland and one of the things I was I was saying to saying to my pal Phil the other day that like there's something about partly because I'm I'm just a massive fan of Kylian Mbappe mainly because my favourite player growing up, to be honest, was... Ronaldo. Yeah, it was Fat Ronaldo. And to me, Kylian Mbappe just seems to be like Ronaldo regen. Like, I watch him again, I'm like, God, this just this lad is unbelievable. But Ronaldo was better. Do you reckon? Oh, easily. Yeah, I do. I mean, Mbappe's a force of nature as well. He like, is, but he's... Ronaldo was better. Probably, yeah. I mean, but... And because I quite like Mbappe, I guess I sort of naturally probably on a on an unconscious level fall into this 
well, I don't really like Haaland because those are the two <laughs> that are pitted against each other. Even it's though a I new Messi Ronaldo, isn't yeah, it? but I, I mean, Percy, I don't think Haaland's on a level with Mbappe for a start. But Haaland is still a freak, and there is just when I see him do stuff that I just. I just sort of hate him. <laughs> I see his face. I see his interviews. I see that meditating. His interviews are weird. Yeah, that celebration he does when he meditates. And I just think, you're a wanker. And it's, it is irrational. And uh, yeah, like I said, my, my, my pal Phil was like, you, you know why that is though, mate? It's because... Born in Leeds. Well, <laughs> yeah. Because he's, he's young and it's showing you now that Kane is... Not quite there yet, but he's coming toward the end of things now. You know, like no, he's, he's not. He's twenty-seven. Yeah, not toward, but he is coming towards the end. Like it's. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying he's at the end, but he's no, getting but there. With his, and I it's think just, he's still got yeah. seven years left at least at the highest level. Maybe, but the point is more that this sort of the next guard coming along already is just it's a it's the first little nudge to the fact that like. Kane is mortal. It, it, there is a there is a finite level to it, and you know he's he, he, just enjoy him. Just enjoy, like you know whenever whenever he has these dips in form, whenever you know his ankles go, and people even and Spurs fans because they you know some of you listening, you'll know you'll have done it over the past couple of years when. When there is that little like, well, maybe we should just cash in now. Maybe he's not quite the same. Maybe he's just don't don't ever take for granted what we have in Harry Kane. Just don't don't. I don't like telling people what to do. I don't like it, but I'm going to tell you what to do on this occasion. Don't take Harry Kane for granted. And if you do, I wish you nothing but ill health. <laughs> no, I don't really. I, well, maybe. Um, Depends who you are. Yeah, it does. Um, another another leading light from this game. Let's let's because let's let's again. Let's. I just want to take on bridge with your with your Kane's coming to the end thing. I think he's going to play. For I think it. I think you're I think you're misreading or misinterpreting what I'm saying, and I'm going to say intentionally here, Raj. That's what I'm going to say. I, mean, I might be being somewhat obtuse on purpose. But Go on. I get the sentiment of what I'll you're indulge saying, you. I get the sentiment of what you're saying, and I agree completely. We, you can't take for granted what you've got, and you, you shouldn't be wishing it away or anything like that. But um, I think there's another... In the same way he's, he's changed again somewhat this season, there's been a hurricane evolution. I think there's at least one or two left in him. And I think there's... Because he's not been the quickest bloke ever, either. And I think he's sort of... I think that's played up a bit, because he, he, sometimes you do see him skin someone and what have you. But there's going to be a point where he just becomes a... We're going to have players that will do his running for him and it will just be a penalty box finisher and I think he'll be fucking great at it. And then he'll think he'll drop back and just do the 10 thing for a while. And I think he's genuinely... Unlike... Because the way he looks after himself and what have you, I think he can play until his early to mid-30s and at a very high level, not a sort of a without dropping too much of what he does, because I think he'll the physicality of his game, sort of his positioning will get better, his reading of the game will get even better, and it's fantastic now. But I think all that stuff is just what's gonna what's gonna pave over the fact that physically he might not be what he is now. And you know, that's that's something I'm 
looking forward to see because I'm not. Well, yeah, Alan Shearer did it, so there's yeah. no reason Harry Kane. And Harry Kane, he Shearer. is. He's a he's a better footballer than Alan Shearer yeah. ever was. So yeah. you know, but I mean, Alan Shearer was an unbelievable finisher. But yeah, there's was. more to Harry Kane. He's just a he's a better rounded footballer than Alan Shearer was. The uh, just I can hear the gammons fucking frothing at the mouth at that, but. There's no way to speak about Taylor and Bestie, mate. Right. <laughs> Friends of the show, um, but oh, that finish. Can, can we just 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 to bring the Harry Kane bit to a close? I mean, just come on. It, it's and I'm not talking about his weird downward header, but the uh, the ping. I mean, it's that's what you want to see. It's been probably it's been a while. What Burnley at home last season was probably the last. One of those, was it, maybe? I suppose his goal against West Ham was pretty special as well in the 3-3 when he sort of skinned Declan Rice and twatted it home. Um, I just love one of those in the derby. But we'll, you know... We'll, I think the best thing about the finish was the pace and the positioning of it would suggest that he's just levered it and there's no luck in it when somebody levers it like that. I think people are being, you know, dickheads when they say, but it's just how controlled it was. He, yeah. he knew exactly. He almost hit it like it was a free kick, which if it was a free kick, he would have put it into the fucking stand. But um, it just he knew exactly what he wanted to do and how he was doing it. And there was no chance for the, the goalkeeper whatsoever. And I think it was telling how good a finish it was if you look at Gareth Bale's reaction. Because Gareth Bale's watching Kane on the ball from a few yards away and he's just if you if you because I've watched a goal back that many times if you follow Gareth Bale's neck you can see him watch the ball off Harry Kane's foot into the corner and sort of as it's moving his arms are in the air before it's even at the back of the net like he's celebrating how good a strike it is and he's the first over to celebrate with him and if somebody who scored screamers at the rate that man has is celebrating your goal as being a worldie then you know it's half decent it's oh, I love it I love it but Remember when people were saying Dominic Calvert-Lewin's better than him? <laughs> people, Remember mate, when some cunt said that Andre Gray was at the same level as him? Remember when Mason Greenwood, who, don't get me wrong, is a very good young player, but still, when people were already saying, does Mason Greenwood take Harry Kane's place in the England team? Fucking hell, come on. You know? Come on. Stop it. Um, again, we're not going to be We're not going to be basic. We're not going to go on about Gareth Bale yet. We're going to go on now about Sergio Reguilón because that that lad needs a special mention as well, right? I mean, I I, I led an impassioned defence of Ben Davies last week, which I still think stands. Mm-hmm. I think you know that what Ben Davies brings to our side should not be overlooked just because we've got a you know flashy young continental model now that can take his place. But still, Sergio Reguilón is he's something special isn't he he's, I mean he's already to my mind he's one of the best in his position in the league probably if not in Europe yeah I, I, the second part is yet to come because he's still a bit raw but definitely in the league he's fantastic and he's it's transformative when he's in the team compared to when he's not the entire shape and attacking fluency of the team changes when he's there as an outlet and it's not just his pace it's sort of when he runs, how he runs, the space he creates for Son, everything about him just sort of lends itself to the team playing better. 
and he does it all with a smile on his face and he's sort of so enthusiastic about everything he does. It's it's quite joyful to watch because sometimes players aren't that way. Even Danny Rose at his best, who I adore and adored then and, and still do, he was doing his job in the team. It never seemed like Danny Rose was sort of taking any great joy in what he was doing, even when he was fantastic. He was just doing what he did. Whereas this boy just looks like he's having fun. He looks like he's having a kickabout. It looks like it, it wouldn't matter to him if he was playing with his mates down the park or playing in the Premier League. He's just happy to be playing um, and probably don't realise how good he is as a result of that. Um, and they seem to love him at the club and, and he seems to fit in really well. And hopefully because Phil and Mendy's playing so well at Real Madrid, that means they, they don't want to take him back. If they do, then it's probably going to be like what they did with Morata, where they just they took him back because they couldn't then sold him in the same window for more money to do a fucking business transaction because they're dicks like that. Um, so it's, yeah, it, what it does point out as well, more than anything, is just how lacking the right-back position is compared, no matter if it's Doherty or Aurea or Tanganga or whoever else we're going to try at right-back, Sissoko occasionally. Nobody is as good on that side as he is on the left, and it's sort of blaringly obvious when he's playing his best. Yeah, I mean the the closest this season has been Aurea, who has, you know, he not even by his own standards, by anyone's standards, he's ha- he's had a good season, Serge Aurea. It's better than better than what we'd expected from him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess a lot of the superlatives you've lavished upon Sergio Reguilón there, you uh, you definitely would not give to to Matt Doherty, especially uh, judging from your consistent kind of line of just send him to the glue factory, basically, isn't no, it? I say that I mean, to you in private, but yeah. yeah. If, <laughs> I mean, if he see, was a horse, I would have pulled the fucking curtain on by now. Did he not? Because I. I I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right in this game. Did you I see how he shit he well was with. when he he didn't the cross for the goal? Mate, I thought your boy Sanchez was just as culpable for the goal. He let he, yeah, he, he lost Benteke. He lost Benteke. He just let him wander off. Mm. You know, I think. But then he jumped all over Toby. So it's sort of you. You I, have t- a stick t- up your in the same way that I admittedly <laughs> have a stick up my ass about Matt Doherty being shit. You do about. Sanchez. I do about well, I do about Sanchez and about Dyer in that I just I don't feel overly confident in either. Of oh, them. I don't think it's controversial to say it about Eric Dyer, but I think sort of. I don't think it is about Sanchez either, mate. Like, I really don't. I'm. Mm. I'm. I'm not as as I as I've always not been. I'm. I'm not as ready to give up on him as, as you are. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I'm not go- I'm not going to dig him out because I think he he did again. We, we kept well, we didn't keep a clean sheet. I was just about to say we kept a clean sheet. We did we the didn't. opposite of that, Jack. <laughs> yeah, we uh we we didn't. But he 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 had a good game. He he almost got caught out when he went to ground a bit too soon. But uh... but the thing with Doherty is he just like I said last time we we just seem to be asking too much of him. He doesn't seem to be able to do what we want of him, and that. That isn't going to change going forward. If anything, we'll want him to do more. And he's if he's struggling at this stage to the extent he is, it just isn't going to work. And that sort of he does look out of his level. He does yeah. like at the moment he does. You know, you, I I get it. Like as much as I'm sort of digging you out, saying you ever have him in your sights. Like I I do get it. Like I'm not. 
I'm not blind to the fact that, like, like I said last week, I th- I, th- I do think he is our Trippier now. In that, like, I didn't think. Oh, Kieran was... Trippier was well better than Mike yeah. Rocket has ever been. But in the respect that Trippier to me still was not good enough, really. Oh no, he couldn't defend, but he could cross a ball, and Matt Doherty can't even do that. Yeah, I mean Matt Doherty's not going to get signed for Atletico Madrid either, is he? Like, no, his delivery was worse than fucking Yodel, and that's saying um, <laughs> something. Yeah, it's it's not good. But although, uh, I mean, he does need some credit, mate. I think because I'm 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 not I'm not sure Kane gets his goal if it's not for that. That assist from Doctor. In the same way that Tom Carroll <laughs> set up Harry Kane against yeah. set up Gareth Bale against West Ham. We need to do one of those little maybe I'll do it for the Instagram one of those little who did it best compilations <laughs> and then get our account banned for stealing Premier League highlights. Probably won't do that. Um let's let's just fucking cut to the chase. Gareth fucking Bale. Gareth Bale, once again. I mean He said his body isn't the same as it was when it was twenty one, Jack, so I think he's a disgrace. Mm, yeah, I mean, there is something in that. You, you do want to have a player that, you know, despite kind of leading by example on the pitch, scoring a couple of goals, assisting a goal, you know, it is kind of more telling that in a post-match interview he would just temper expectation of, uh, you know, a, a particularly kind of, you know, Oh whatever! I can't be asked. I can't be asked to think of any more of this metaphor. I mean, the lad is. I was watching that, and all the kind of hope you know, the kind of the fairy tale hope when we first signed him, which was like, yeah, you know, we know we're not getting the same player back. We're hoping that we're going to have somebody that's even maybe a half, tenth. half, yeah, exactly, a tenth as good, and he can pop up with a great goal, and we'll have good memories and. But mate, like honestly, this game especially, but the last few games in particular, I just look at him and you know, as we were saying, sort of, as we were chatting as the game was going on, it really does shift into perspective that like what we have on our books is what many would widely consider to be the greatest British player of all time, one of the greatest footballers of all time. He is a truly elite talent. Still, mm-hmm. you just you just see the way he just moves, the way he reads the game, the way he just knows just where everybody is around him, how he just can just read a, a similar kind of wavelength player like Kane, who is of a you know, an elite bracket, I would say, and of Son, who I would say is pushing into that elite bracket as well. The way they just all feed off of each other, but having Bale now sort of pulling the strings, it's it's it is disgusting. Like it's and you just I mean Lucas as well, to be fair, Lucas played his fucking socks off in that game. Yeah. Um and oh, mate, I'm just for once, I'm actually just lost for words. I'm just so excited and happy for the first time in so long after watching a Spurs game and waiting for the next one, which, yeah, okay, we've got Zagreb next, but then we we all know what's on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And seeing Harry Kane and Gareth Bale, two players who classically love that fixture, yep. coming good at this time, you know, I'm 
I'm quietly confident we're going to give the Gooners good humping at the Emirates, mate. Like, I really am. Um, do, I mean, do you want to wax off of that or do you want to make any points about Gareth Bale? I mean, the... The thing, that the, sort of, the thing that's sort of impressing me more about him than just the finishing and stuff is the things he's doing nonchalantly because he'll he'll rake a crossfield pass at a bullet speed to someone's feet in a manner that he looks so sort of lackadaisical as he's doing it. And not like in, in a way he doesn't care, but just as, a, as if you or I were playing a two-yard pass at five-a-side. And it's just unreal to watch there was one where the camera angle just caught it perfectly where he switched it to son and it was just like that's unreal like that's sort of you know if if like Xabi Alonso or something played that pass we'd all be like clipping it off Perlo played it and then people would be you know posting pictures of his hair and stuff but he you know because it's Gareth Bale people aren't taking as much attention to it and it's just there's a joy and there's a swagger about him. It's the way he's carrying himself that's my favourite part of him. And that's where the sort of the the excitement is coming from because, you know, his, his interview aside, which I'm sure we'll come on to, I know I jokes about it before, but we'll probably come on to it in a bit more depth in a sec. But the way he carries himself on the field is a bloke who's actually starting to believe in himself again and he's starting to go, I'm better than these around me. I can still take the piss in this league. I've, I've still got it. And it's if he's still... And it's the joy for me is watching him rediscover how good he is, as well as us being reminded of how good he is. Watching that man rebuild himself and rebuild his career and gain trust in his own body and his own abilities is genuinely heartwarming because there's such affection between him and us and the club. Like you say, and, and that period where we, we kind of went through that peak of him arriving, that trough of him, you know, not really doing it and you know, constantly being, you know, having knocks and injuries and wanting scans and all that sort of stuff and not quite believing. And then the fact that it's just, it's starting to happen now, it's been well worth the wait. And it's just, you just want to see him be able to do this now for a few more weeks, a few more months, put it together, look after his body, get back to where he's at. And if he does that, then there's no reason why we shouldn't be bringing him back. And, and, Sort of, I think I said to you, like the only thing that's really missing from his comeback reel is one screamer, and we can't be far off because he he almost did one against West Ham. There's a free kick in Europa League he was he was looking at as well, and sort of he's getting there and he's so close to where he he could be and where we want him to be in this version of him that has come back, the best version of him that could have come back, and it's genuinely joyful to see because I think it's. It's one of those feel-good stories that you don't get often enough in sport. And what's pissed me off about it slightly, and just the soonest thing, but sort of because Spurs are one and stuff, I don't listen to football podcasts that often. I only listen, really listen to like sort of ones that are about other teams, like generic ones and stuff. And I listened to one this morning, and somebody was on about like listing the teams he'd scored against, and was going, "Oh, it's not as if he's done it against." The, what? Why? Why having like? clambered over yourselves for two months to say that he's washed. Are you now going, oh, he's only done it against Muck? Like, give the bloke some fucking credit. He didn't play for two years. His career could have been over. He could be in China now, like, picking up a wage and not doing anything. But he's not. He's taking a piss in the Premier League again. And it doesn't matter that he's doing it against who he's been put in front of him. His form and his fitness wasn't good enough to do it against the big teams. 
he hasn't played one of them again again yet. And when he does, then we'll see what he does against them. But the fact that he's taken the piss out of every team he plays against now is a sure sign that he's on his way back or back as there's ever going to be. So I think it's just there are very few things in football that are purely feel good and should just purely be enjoyed on face value. And this is one of them. And, you know, people who, who aren't that way inclined to do so just shouldn't really get involved and they shouldn't do that thing, that awful thing of trying to detract from other people's enjoyment of something. Yeah, that's, just, that's the shittiest thing. It's just, there's no fucking reason for it. Like, it's just why, energy vampires, mate. Yeah, that, that's the that's the disappointing side of it. But what, like you say, watching him in full flight, watching him hug Harry Kane, watching those two set each other up for goals and stuff is genuinely the stuff of dreams. It's the stuff... Back when I was in high school and I used to write in the back of books like dream Tottenham formations and plays in and stuff. That's like I admittedly, even as an adult up until like last year and the year before, one thing I would always do when like I'd play FIFA of name and stuff is sign bail. I'd buy back Gareth Bale. Yeah, back. of course. That's it, though, isn't it? That's because that's what you want. That's what you do every single time. And, and it's cl- happened in real life. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not alone in that because. Any time I bought FIFA, it'd just be like, yeah, bye, Bale. That's it, yeah. getting back, you know? And it, it, I don't know, mate, I'm with you. It's just the signing alone, like, it was one of, it was the happiest I've been since, honestly, coming up in the Champions League, all that type of thing. It felt like a, a moment. It felt like a real landmark moment. And, you know, if our big schmaltzy podcast to announce it with the sort of the intro and everything wasn't enough to suggest that, I don't know what is, but it, it just seeing it, just how he just keeps pushing the bar again, and it's it's those things that you think like this doesn't, you know this 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 stuff is like these these imaginary things like when we would like when we did beat City and then we did come back and beat Ajax and we got to like a Champions League these things that you think like oh it'd be awesome if that happened but when you when you actually see it happen in front of you. I just think like like you say, just 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 cherish that. Just take it in and just enjoy it. It doesn't not everything needs to be dissolved and boiled down to this level of like, you know, yeah, but what's his expect what's it like just just live it for a bit. Just genuinely live it. Live the fact that not only have we re-signed Gareth Bell and we've had that nice kind of that moment of like, yeah, we've signed one of our heroes, somebody that we all kind of well, to a degree, a lot of us grew up with watching smashing goals and half our fucking academy lads who are now playing would have all grown up. They would probably been inspired like to push for the first team because they've watched players like Gareth Bell. Now they're fucking training with him. I don't know if you saw that, those Somebody dug up at some old tweets from Dane Scarlett the other day who he, he'd been tweeting Harry Kane when he was like nine, ten years old saying like, you're sick, you're my idol, I want to be just like you one day. It's those things about football that you're just like... There's a picture of um, oh. Dane Scarlett as a kid uh, at Spurs Lodge, which is how old it is, with Gareth Bale when he was just starting to be good. Um, so, yeah, it is, like you say, it's, it's there's some things that are just pure joy and, and bigger than just... And that's what it's supposed to be. We mo- we moan. That's it. We moan about VAR. We moan about the... What is it? I think the match of the day... Um, 
commentator said it brilliantly. He said it, a, a piece of um, horrible ge geometry is trying to take away from a beautiful footballing moment when they were talking about the move and the goal that Spurs scored right at the end. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just is that. So why do we do it to ourselves as well? Like We all like to have a dig at VAR, but these moments, these kind of things, just enjoy it. Just live it. Don't worry about, yeah, but we're going to lose to City or, oh, he might get injured or just, just fucking enjoy it. It's brilliant. Yeah, I think we lose sight of that sometimes and it's a pastime and the reason we, we fall in love with it as kids is because it's fun. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Exactly. We sort of we take it too seriously sometimes, and obviously we take it. You know, we're two grown men here sat at home talking about a football team, so we do take it seriously to some extent. But we do this because it is fun, because it's an escape from normal life. Because you know, we sit there and giggle like children because another grown man is kicking a ball really well. But it's it is joyful, and you know, in a world where you know. Precious few things are joyful at present, and or ever are really. You you, you kind of take what you're given, and this is one of them. And, and it don't come around often. Like the most decorated British export in a footballing sense, coming back to the club where he made his name and being brilliant again doesn't happen very often. Like they always say, don't go back, don't do this, don't do that. This is a homecoming that is going so brilliantly like we you just got to got to kind of appreciate it for what it is and you know i hope it hope he continues to go to from strength to strength and continues to be better and you know if he does for a few more months then that that bit of doubt in his mind that's making him kind of look at his bodies and count his injuries and go oh i'm not i'm not 21 anymore which he isn't well, he'll kind of go, maybe I can do this for three, four more years. If Harry's going to stay here for a while, then maybe I can strike some up with him and we can carry Spurs forward together. And, I, you know, I can delay going to the MLS until I'm, you know, 33, 34, rather than when I'm doing it at 31. And there's players that have been 31, brilliant players that have been 31, that have, you know, their careers have been in the bin. And he's not, so... 
you know, not everyone is Cristiano Ronaldo playing until they're, you know, 35, 36 at such a level. And even he's tailing off now. Like, it's it's a short career and, and people's bodies and, and timelines and everything are different. And try to beat someone with a stick for, for doing that and what have you, just, it's pointless. It's, uh, the, there's a very, so the, the football, so BBC Radio 5 Live's Football Daily podcast, there was one released on Friday evening, um, the, the, the episode title is Bruce Bites Back and Golf with Gareth Bale, um, but the reason why I highlight this is if you skip to about 38 minutes into the podcast, the, there's actually Jermaine Genus and Michael Dawson talking about Gareth Bale um, and seeing his rise from being a kind of maligned youth team player who came with a big reputation. It didn't quite work out at first, turning into Gareth Bale, global superstar. Um, and they just share some quite interesting anecdotes about what he's like as a person. I mean, not a lot of it is that revelatory, but there are a few little anecdotes in there that I would recommend anybody listen to because it's just a nice bit of feel-good listening to as well. I could listen to Michael Dawson talk for quite a while, actually. I think he seems like a, a lovely bloke, actually. Um, got a lot of affection for Dawes. Is this where you tell me he's actually bad, Raj, or something? No, I love Michael Dawson. Oh, okay, good. I was just wondering if there was one of these like Yorkshire divide things. He's a uh, he's no he's he's North Yorkshire actually. Isn't he? He's North Allerton, I think. So yeah, he's fine. Doors, yeah. All right, okay, that's all right then. Um, that got a bit soppy, didn't it? But I think we're allowed to do that. It's what people are expecting. For, they know we're soft now, don't they? Everybody listen to this. So old and soft. That's it. Eric Lamella, another pretty. Pretty good performance, pretty good cameo. I'm I think quite... this is probably like the the best Lamella we've had in what has he been at the club eight years or whatever. Well, he actually seems productive now as well, yeah. right? And he does this thing now where, like, once a game he'll just run through an entire team, and then obviously it'll come to nothing. But it's so fun watching him do it, and like, yeah. I, I'm genuinely looking forward to seeing him play against Zagreb now because he'll probably do it again and. He'll do something good. Like there seems to Mourinho seems to have tapped into something, or maybe he's just matured. Where you know he's building on the stuff he did before, where he was just fun, and it's sort of it's productive now. So it's um, I can't can't complain. He's sort of he's joyful, and he's always been somebody we've had a soft spot for because under Poch he would be the destroyer. He'd go in, break ankles, snap people, get his yellow card, and he still does that. He's still a dirty bastard. But he's he's got a bit of flair on top that he, he always had. So it's kind of... <laughs> there's no sub I would rather make after 70 minutes than bringing on Lamella at the minute. Like I know that seems weird, but it, 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 it's kind of true. And uh, he, he's one of those players that I'm happy to have in the squad and plays such a particular role and, and does such a particular thing that I can't can't really think of anyone else who'll do it and as long as he's happy at the club doing what he's doing then uh, I'd, I'd keep hold of him a prime example of that for me was that the Fulham game when Lamella came on I almost like breathed like a sigh of relief because it was exactly the player you wanted to come on you know when, when you're kind of facing that late pressure um, and you're trying to hang on you just want somebody on that's gonna just kick people 
cockpit and wind up the opposition and just distract them. Distract no. them from the fact that they're, they're trying to equalise by just getting at him on a personal level with his snide little shit. And... But it's not just the snideness that pisses them off. It's the fact that he'll do one of those little ankle rolls and like skim past them and make them look shit. And they're like, you're Eric Lamella. Like, how are you doing this to me? Yeah. he's it, It's just beguiling, isn't it? Because it's almost like... Because uh, I forget it myself, really, that this is a play that we thought was going to be a... In terms of positionally and the type of things he brought to the game, although maybe not on the same level as, was going to be a sort of like-for-like like replacement of Gareth Bale when he left. Do you reckon because Bale's back now, Eric Lamella's like, oh, thank fuck I don't have to pretend to be I'm this guy's replacement. Yeah, maybe. Like, oh, you, Gareth, you can be Gareth Bale. I can stop being like Poundland Gareth Bale and I can just play my own game now. Because, I mean, I t- what, like, what is he? What like What position do you even... He's he a number is. ten. He's a number ten. It's sort of it reminds you of that kind of Oscar type number ten though, where it's like it's not your it's not your traditional like magician number ten. It's like yeah. a fucking workman like. Yeah, it's an horrible one. Yeah. <laughs> Just runs around kicking people. Um but but also like you say, is deft of touch and just I don't know. He he's he's a special Lest we player. forget he scored a fucking Rabona goal from outside of the box like he's we're, we're talking about him like he's Mascherano or something and you know he's got elements of that but there is some there is something special about him on the odd on the odd flash as well I think one of the things I personally quite enjoy about it is like there is this and I know wow you know the British having strange ideas about <laughs> themselves and their place in the world but what one of the things that does sort of irritate me on a and I get it you know I I I sort of understand it to a degree much as it triggers me because I've got a personal connection to to the place and to the culture and everything but one of the most like bizarre kind of standout pieces of criticism that players like Lamella Argentinian Brazilian so on and so forth players seem to attract is always this idea that like oof don't know if they're going to take to the English league, though. You know, it's 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 hard over here. It's it... have they ever watched a game of Argentinian football? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, have they ever seen the areas in which some of these lads have grown up in as well? Like, mm. I just, I don't, I, I really don't understand this idea of somebody like Eric Lamella being soft. You know, he's played in a fucking super classico. Like, yeah, he's, he has stupid haircuts and things like that, whatever. But, you know, it, it, I don't know. Just look at his eyes. Look, he's, <laughs> he's got shark eyes, you know? Like, he's he's fucking terrifying. Anyway. Uh, um, should we should we mention Jose Mourinho at this point? Because he's kind of taken the... Taking the back seat, I've, you know, a lot of a lot of the the big opinions about Mourinho, be it from the fan base and be it just from the, for want of a better phrase, <laughs> mainstream media at the moment, as tends to be when they've gone big, as they did a few weeks ago, on it is done, Mourinho is done, it's toxic, the dressing room has gone, and now Spurs are playing well again, very well again, really. As opposed to well, it has yeah, you know, there's just there's not really any kind of chat about Mourinho at all. They've just kind of 
glossed over it a bit, really. Well, when it doesn't fit your narrative, you shut the fuck up, don't you? But here's the thing. the thing I tweeted something along the lines of, I can't remember when it was, a while ago, where it was probably just towards the start of our slump. Essentially said something like, um, if he's going to turn this around, he's got to swallow his pride, start playing Bailmot, bring Delhi back into the team, and realise that the attack is the best part of this team and not the defence. And everyone, including myself, really, as I was typing it, thought, none of this can ever fucking happen. The bloke's too stubborn. Yeah. You know, we, we know what he's like. He's going to go down with his ship and then, you know, slag off everyone else on the, on the way there. And that's what all the replies said. That's what everyone in the press was saying was going to happen. And, you know, it would probably never, because of aforementioned pride, say that he's um, swallowed it and sort of gone against his ideals. But he has. And he's made more concessions than I think we've ever seen him make. Because, it, you know, this is a bloke that, like, I think when he went back to Chelsea, Juan Matter had been that player of the year two seasons running. He just binned him off. Oh, I don't need you. you. You know, you're not my type of player, sort of a thing. Paul Pogba, 89 million. I'm, you're all right, lad. You can sit on my bench, sort of a thing. And he does it, he's done it everywhere he's sort of gone, but he's not been allowed to here. And I think there is an element of him knowing that. It's kind of shit or bust for him at Tottenham because he's this is his last this is the biggest club he's probably gonna get a, a crack at in England. Um again if he if he does well or if he does badly, then he's not really gonna go elsewhere. And we, I think when we was doing badly we kinda of discussed where would his next move be and it would there was nowhere that was upwards. Um so he, he I think he's kind of probably some moment of self-reflection and self-realisation gone, you know what, if, if I do what I've carried on doing and sort of, and, you know, back myself into a corner with this, like, I don't have the clout to then walk into another job of a similar level because of what I've done before, because I will have left Man United in a sense of sort of disrepair and, you know, my reputation at its lowest ebb. And I've gone to Tottenham talking the talk and failed, essentially, having left without having them qualify for the Champions League or do anything in the Champions League when I was managing them or win a cup, all the things that are sort of tenants of my managerial style and things I hang my hat on and people make documentaries about. And that, that might have been him finished and people ready to sort of buy into the idea that he was cooked. And I think this... If we're going to give him credit, because you kind of have to, it's not as if this has happened in a vacuum and the players have gone, oh, let's just ignore he's here and do this ourselves. I don't think that that's even a thing. He's settled on a defence. He Eric Dyer, who he loves, I think, as a person, he's kind of gone, look, he clearly can't do it in the, in the you know, back four consistently. I'm going to have to not play him, even though I'd love to. He's dropped one of the... Uh, holding midfielders he was playing before. So it's not just Hybier and Sissoko or, or something like that. He's, he's gone with Winks this time, or he's usually going with Tangy. He's bringing in more of an attacking thing. And he's sort of, he's flipped 180. And Mourinho doing that is not a Mourinho trait. And I think if you're going to give the block credit, it should be, you know, credit for actually swallowing some pride and doing the right thing. And, Although that sounds like something you'd say about a child or a teenager, um, and it's faintly ridiculous, we're talking about what is it, a sixty-year-old man at this point? <laughs> um, you know, it should be said because we, you know, we we 
people are quick to slag him off. We should ju- we should be as quick to um, to give him praise where it's warranted as well. I think it's just our season's back on track now. It is, and you know, I, I think throughout it all, as much as he does. He does irritate me, and he continues to at times, not so much at the moment, obviously. Ultimately, you know, you want what's best for Spurs. You want Spurs to to win stuff. You want Spurs to be a successful team. And I, I do get that there, there is this emotional side around football. We've just been speaking about it ourselves, but... With a lot of that, like, you know, you you, you just can't, I, I don't know, I just, I think there's this, there's, there's been this thing to, like, dial everything down into this idea that if you enjoy anything under Mourinho and if you envision any level of success under Mourinho, it has to be weighted against what Pochettino did and whether or not this will take away any of the gloss from Pochettino. Or I, I just I don't think everything needs to be viewed through the prism of the manager for a start. Like, we all love Pochettino. Pochettino is the greatest manager in my lifetime, one of the greatest people that's, in my opinion, ever been associated with the club. And I love the man dearly, but I support Spurs, you know? And mm-hmm. at the moment, Spurs are winning. Spurs are looking good. And like you say... He has swallowed a lot of his pride, and whether it lasts, whether it doesn't, I don't really care at the moment, to be honest. I just want to, in my entire, I'm 36 years old, and I've seen, in my lifetime, Spurs have won three things, which is an FA Cup that I was too young to remember, and then two League Cups, one of which I just about remember, and the other one which was absolutely fantastic. And I just want to see us win some stuff, and I want to be able to enjoy it, and I want to just be happy supporting the team that I love. Because, like, as we were saying earlier, it's it's a miserable it's a miserable world at the moment, and this is fun. This is football. It's a pastime. It doesn't. Not everything needs to be reduced down to, and the joy doesn't need to be sucked out of good results because they happened under Mourinho's watch. You know, whether or not he's gotten lucky, and because Bale's come good, or whether it's his doing or not, I, I honestly just don't really care anymore. You know, I just like it. I know this feeling at the moment. This is the most excited I've been about Spurs games for months for for genuinely for months even like around november all that time that was quite exciting but i wasn't really so sure about it but just and it now, was nervous as well yeah but now it's just it's fun again it kind of it almost feels like in a very different way but just in terms of like what i mean is like in terms of my excitement to watch matches again it does just it just feel reminiscent of when we were doing really well under Pochettino again. And it, this might just be, it's a fraction of it. It's a tiny little moment in time, but still, Bale Kane, Son, like knowing that then supporting them, we've got a cast of players like Lamella, Lucas, Bergwijn, Deli Alley, and Dombele. You know, like it, it's just, just good. Just go with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Again, 
Sorry, it's it's you know this. Oh, maybe these what, evening podcasts get a bit more like this, mate. Maybe that's what happens. Right, because it's just a bit more. That's why we should do it first thing in the morning before sort of the emotion takes hold. And we're <laughs> more um, I was going to say, I, I kind of as you were saying that it's less uh, reminiscent of Pochettino era, more sort of keen Berbatov Yule years. Yeah, 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 big time. Because it's less sort of hope and more expectation, less expectation and more sort of hope and. You know, pinned around a few exceptional sort of individuals and all that sort of stuff. It's, um, it, and just because it's it's pure joy rather than sort of you know pressure of results or anything, it's more about just wanting wanting the best and sort of having those few fleeting moments of joy and like that hope of something new springing that that sort of the Yol era encapsulated was. Um, it's sort of what I thought you were going to touch on rather than Pochettino's room, but it is... You I know, just either, recalled that because that's the last time I can really remember, like... Yeah, well, either, I was about to say, either one of those is a positive sign because they're two eras we, we remember fondly. It's not as if we're talking about this as if it's George Graham or AVB or, you know, Sherwood. Tim Sherwood, Christ. Yeah, uh, yeah. so, do you, I mean, with all this said, because we are building momentum, there's a few people dropping off and we said it last week, you know, top four, it's still an outside chance, but it's definitely back on now in terms of like from what was a couple of weeks ago, like, no, definitely not happening to now is, yeah, there there is a, there is a, a very, I would say, you know, clear path to Spurs finishing in the top four this year. Um, clear path makes it sound like I'm saying it's going to be easy. I don't mean that. What I what I mean is you can envision it now. It doesn't seem like something that's fanfic or a fantasy once again. No, it's um it's doable. I mean, who is going to drop out though? Because I mean, when I look at Everton, I'm not sure what the result is at the moment, but I they look- lost they lost 2-0. That's interesting. I mean, you know, Scouse Spurs back at it again. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would. I think I, Leicester are going to drop out. Well, because to me, it's it's Chelsea and City. I would say are. Above, I'm not even that convinced by Chelsea yet, mate. Yeah, but I think Chelsea will just have one of those Probably. Like, half a year under a new yeah. manager where they just carry on doing the same thing to get another yeah. point. West Ham will drop out, even though they've just gone one 0 up against Leeds. They're they're not great. They are playing a newly promoted side at the minute, and Leeds have been all over them for twenty minutes. Um, Liverpool are an absolute fucking tire fire. It's um, brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. So we're one point behind Everton, two points behind West Ham. No, three points behind West Ham. Uh, having played the same, we are five points off Chelsea, having played a game less. So that's not the end of the world. Um. Eight points off Leicester having played a game less. Um, and we've got Leicester and United to play, so exactly. That's and, and in these our are, own they, hands. They, they, this is the thing we look at it now, and there's still 10, 11 games of the season left to play for most teams. Um, they've all got to play each other, most part. They've all, some of them have got to play us still. There's fucking a lot of football you have to go. It's not as if there's three games of the season left and we're open to just slip in. Like, there's a lot of football still to go, and. and you know, I, I kind of, if we carry on on the way we are, if Bale puts another 10 games together and he, him and him and Kane have 10 games where they love each other the same way that Kane and Son did for the first 10 games and what have you, then 
you know, sky's the limit sort of thing. I mean, Man City's the limit, but, um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Like, we can we can get third or fourth. It's Those two positions are still up for grab. Like, even second, really, Man, Man United are only nine points above us. And they're not great against teams that are lower down. Like, they always beat Man City for some reason, but that doesn't mean they're going to not lose a stupid game or what have you. It happens, they, what, they, they draw their three previous games before that through nil-nil. Somewhat like that, wasn't it? I mean... So, um, yeah, it is what it is. Like, um, everyone's a much of a muchness. Apart from Man City after their amazing run, everyone else is much of a muchness, so I can't... That And that is why, you know, disrespect fully intended, clubs like Everton and West Ham are in the running. Leicester, to a certain extent, like, if everyone was playing to their full potential, they would be in mid-table where they belong. But they're not, so they're in the conversation for a Champions League place that they're, they're probably not really worthy of. Brad, I just want you to to imagine next year, next season, you know, most people hopefully be vaccinated. We're going to start to see some kind of semblance of normality creeping back into our society. I, don't, I doubt it will be a fully packed White Hart Lane probably for the... 21st of June, mate. Everything's going back to normal, aren't you heard? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but next year... Tottenham in the Champions League, that big ball in the centre circle, the music booming, the camera. By the big ball, do you mean that thing that's like, did you ever do parachute at primary school? Yeah, that yeah, thing. That, when they do that in the middle of the park, yeah. The camera panning across the starting eleven of Tottenham Hotspur. you got Gareth Bale in there still, Harry Kane, Hummingson, and it's going across and it's against... Inter Milan and it's it's full circle. It's mm-hmm. it's Tottenham against Inter Milan in the Champions League. Gareth Bale is home, and we get to watch it. We get to be in the stadium and just soak well, it all in. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we don't need to go into that part of it, but that 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 can happen. Right? Yeah, if you well, just, I think it just, is going to happen. If you just get get yourself some lemons, right? I've heard this. Get yourself some lemons. Sit them in your office in a basket. And just think about it, it's going to happen. All right. What is this lemon thing? Do you, do you not remember the lemons? Pochettino no. and his his magical lemons. No, I don't remember oh, the lemons part oh, of it. Oh, mate, you need to Google. You need to have a good old Google in you uh, when we finish this, this podcast. I remember his, um, his, his talks about sort of a central force and sort of a collective being and spirit, but I don't remember the lemons part of it. So lemons are, for some reason, they're a conductor of negative energy. So right. they they apparently suck negative energy out and absorb it. So he keeps a basket of lemons in his home, in his office, in you know, it's a it's a bit it's a bit crystals. I'm not you know I'm not here to shit on any, anyone's beliefs or anything like that. You know, um, but it was. I don't think you're shitting on them. I think you. I imagine you have a bowl of lemons in your house by the sound of it. <laughs> um, I've no comment on that one, but uh, no, I don't really. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was an interesting one. But that that's that's the world that we're looking at at the moment. And if it isn't the world we're looking at, though, Jose Mourinho has to go in the summer. I'm sorry. I'm I am going to stand by that. I'm going to bring that balance oh, yeah. to it. You've got to sort if of we're not in the Champions top, League. Top he's four got to go. and uh, cup, yeah. 
Europa League at the least. It's minimum. He has to be. He has to get us into the Champions League. Um, I kind of fancy the Europa League. I'm not gonna lie. I'd, I'd love I it. I would love it. I'd l- like that we, as you said last week, Tottenham Hotspur are in no place as a club to turn their nose up at winning something like that. It would be the greatest season in the living memory of of, of both Tottenham fans. Imagine it. Just uh, just that 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 evening, the the heat, all of it. We'll probably be back in pubs at that point, being able to watch the game there. Like, oh god. I can't. I can't. It just makes me think of that Champions League final again, and I, you know, I don't want to go there. I'm shutting it. Ooh. I'm shutting it off in that little room. Do you know where the again. Europa League final is this year, Jack? Is it Budapest? No, it's Gdansk. Interesting. Interesting. Nice cheap beer. Yeah, so we'll go over. Mm-hmm. Give them, give them the English strain of COVID. Let's do it. Um... Should we end on Sooness or should we just end it on that happy note? I wish Sooness can fucking end himself. That's how I'm gonna. <laughs> it was it was bizarre. It's an old bit of prick because Bill Nick thought he was up himself and fucked him off our youth team, so he's always hated Spurs. Like he can go suck his mum. Like I don't know. he said a few weeks ago, I'm a Spurs fan as well. And I thought, fuck off, you are, mate. Fuck yeah, he, off. he constantly has a stick up his ass about us because of what happened to him when he was a kid. He does remind me of my dad quite a lot, though, which is just... That's something to bring up with your therapist, not Yeah. Well, you you sort of are, mate. Do you not realise <laughs> that? Like we... These are like therapy sessions, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's 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 not far off. And, uh, you know, for anybody listening, if this does count as some sort of therapy by proxy, then uh, you owe us. And you can support the podcast <laughs> by... Uh, yeah, there is an ACAST supporter feature. We don't put anything behind a paywall, but, you know... We, yeah, so if, if this is your version of therapy, then actually seek somebody professional because this can't be good. Yeah, I am. I am actually an advocate of a, a strong advocate of if you are struggling, actually seek professional help. So please do. I don't want to make light of that. No, whatsoever. No, we, we would never do. That. No. Um. But yeah, a car support feature. If you if you do want to drop us a few quid, you know, please do. We do have plans to expand our empire in certain ways, and any sort of contribution. Might help, and will also help cover the cost. By of certain like... ways, do you mean our waistlines? Well, could do, could do. It could mean the uh, the additional conservatory that I wanted to build on my house. You know, on That's is that on the east or west wing? Um, it's yeah, it's west upper. That's uh, ah, yeah, nice. that's what I'm, that's what I'm going for. I like skylights. You see, um, mm. wanted to have a few, maybe get a hot tub in there, but. Uh, no, our plans are less ambitious than that. Just you know like, what? If I if I was like a millionaire or something, I would have like a hot tub and a jacuzzi and a sauna and stuff. Saunas are supposed to be right good for you. Um, as a, have you been uh, listening to Joe Rogan? No, I haven't. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not that kind of person. Luckily, <laughs> my masculinity isn't that fragile. Um, but uh, no, yeah, I, I swear you were out elk hunting the other day, mate, on your Instagram, weren't you? No, I was just in a park with my missus. Oh, right. I'm not an incel. <laughs> like a Joe Rogan's fans. <laughs> um, if you've got enough time in your day to watch that man talk shite for what nine hours a week or whatever the fuck it is, then like you need to question them. Yeah. Well, if uh, we haven't alienate, well, I mean, to be honest, we usually alienate most of you. I think you've learned to love or hate that, and if you hate it, then I think it's just because we're ourselves, isn't it? Like, 
Yeah, I know, I um, But yeah, do you can listen to previous episodes on Acast, Spotify, Apple, Spread iTunes, the good world, tell people yeah. about the podcast. Instagram, we're on that. We post... Rule the Roost pod, is it? Yep. All one it word. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we do shit on that now as well, which is quite fun. We turn that into the extra pods and stuff. We didn't do one last night because I had some wedding admin to do, um, which is a glimpse into where our lives are at the minute. Uh, but yeah, we, we do it as often as we can. We'll probably do one after the diagram, there's not that. Exactly. Come on, you catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 